Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. to embark on a venture through the book of Acts entitled An Analysis of Acts. If folks would decide to do a study on their own, they might take a different approach. They might um, have more detail in their study or less detail. But my objective here is to enable readers to have a, a resource of sorts to be able to understand the Word of God. I think the book of Acts is a a pivotal book in understanding the Word of God rightly divided. There's a lot of doctrinal issues throughout the 28 chapters of uh, this wonderful book penned by uh, Luke. I think most um, Bible study um, experts uh, or, or scholars or folks that love the Bible would agree that Luke is the author. So the level of depth and detail may vary on uh, each person and how they decide to study the, the book of Acts and, and at what level of, of depth they decide to get into it. The other objective is certainly, most importantly, is to read the Word of God. By the time we complete this uh, analysis, if you will, we will have certainly read the book of Acts, and it is my hope to share the, uh, the, the tools that I use, the methodology, um, to enable the methodology that I use to enable people to study the Word of God on their own. I want this to be instructional and informational so folks can get into the Word of God and understand what He has for us in this wonderful age of grace. Uh, there's some assumptions we may touch on throughout the study. Uh, one of those assumptions, very important, is Jesus Christ is the very Son of God, God in the flesh, and we will be covering uh, various uh, points throughout this study, his deity, which seems to be under attack, and I guess, in all honesty, uh, his deity has always been under attack since since as early as man has uh, probably tread on the earth. In in fact, if we're honest with one another, anytime we uh, we sin and disobey, aren't we truly challenging his deity by saying that we're God rather than he? Um, we'll get into we'll get into that, but I'm talking an outright assault on uh, his deity, a knowledgeable, um, challenging, if you will. I'm not talking about the inherent challenge to his deity by our sin. I'm talking that there are groups, isms, uh, organizations, people on their own, uh, challenging the very deity of Jesus Christ. And, and, and doesn't it fly in the face 
of, uh, of God and, and doesn't it magnify man? Man always trying to make opposite of what God has. Man wants to deify himself and humanize Jesus Christ. So we definitely will cover that. that so that's one assumption um, because I can have a whole study on that and maybe sometime in the future may decide to do that as well. But Jesus Christ is the Son of God. The other assumption is folks aren't comfortable with the Bible getting into it or either they're not comfortable or they uh, would enjoy or value a resource that would enable them to be more comfortable on how to understand the Word of God. Um, and that is certainly something that I would like to do, is make this study uh, so that people can understand the Word of God, certainly understand what's going on in the book of Acts, and get them excited about the, the, the Word of God, enable them um, in this digital age, if you will, of all uh, enable them to understand all the resources that are available for people to use in order to understand God's Word. So again, you may choose a different approach on depth. Um, we uh, have the assumption that Jesus Christ is God. He is the God-man. Uh, we will talking <laughs> uh, often about his plan of salvation. The most important component of each of these studies is telling people how they can... Um, know for certainty how they can get to heaven by trusting in the finished work of Jesus Christ, that his death, burial, and resurrection took care of the issue of sin across the human race. And in the process, when Christ rose again, he established an unlimited righteousness account that he has on the table offered to anyone who would accept his righteousness as the means to get to heaven. Because you see, friends, we serve uh, a perfect God, and even if you don't serve uh, a perfect God or, or, or God, um, he requires perfection in order to enter into heaven, in order to enter into his holy uh, domain. And he has provided that access, and that access is Jesus Christ. So while sin is now off the table as a result of Christ's death burial, resurrection, his sacrifice was sufficient for the Father. Sin is no longer the issue. Then what is the issue, you might ask? It's the issue of righteousness. And Paul, in his epistles, made it clear it's a matter of belief. Certainly, the assumption is that Christ has to be God uh, in order to be the only one qualified to um, be that perfect sacrifice. And certainly, that his death, burial, and resurrection was sufficient. We know it was. And as a result, sin is no longer the issue, whether you believe that or not, whether you want to believe sin is still charged to you, and we're going to show you how that's not true, and especially in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 through 21, um, that Christ reconciled the world unto himself. While we were yet sinners, it says in Romans, Christ died for us. So sin is no longer the issue. It's a matter of righteousness. And Christ supplied that righteousness, offers that righteousness. That righteousness offer has been on the table for the last 2,000 years. And that core message is what the Apostle Paul uh, received from Christ himself and what Paul magnified in his 13 letters. And I'm fearful that in the churches today, we haven't done the job that we needed to do uh, to let people know that. So I wanted to get that <laughs> first and foremost out there. Uh, because that's the most the, the, the most important thing. Uh, take as many people off this sinking ship, planet Earth, right? 
um, as possible. That's our ministry, our ministry of reconciliation to share the gospel of the grace of God. So we'll be getting into that and how that relates and how that came to be, especially when we hover around uh, and get on Acts chapter 9. We, we investigate Paul's encounter with the risen Christ, and I did make a distinction, the risen Christ, to differentiate between the earthly Christ. Many of us know Christ from an earthly perspective. So uh, a big mouthful there over the la- over the uh, last few minutes, but um, I did want to mention some conditions and some assumptions uh, prior to launching off on this study. So I'm thankful that you joined me, and I hope you have a good time. And if you have any questions, um, I have resources um, throughout uh, uh, the, the websites that I offer, um, uh, contact points, and I'm going to keep it generic for the study in, in case in the future I happen to change my domain, but the study will still be relevant. As I um, investigate and hear other other leaders, pastors, teachers who do Bible studies, they, they try not to um, talk too much about the period of time. I don't get too excited about that if I tell you we're in winter, summer, or what year, but I, I want it to be pretty much timeless, right? Why? Because the Word of God is timeless, and my objective here is to discuss the Word of God. So again, I thank you for um, tuning in, and um, uh, and I thank you for uh, just uh, you know being able to uh, or, you know sharing sharing your time. Hope you ha- hopefully have a cup of coffee or a favorite beverage, or you're in a place of rest or relaxation. Maybe you're on the road. Um, it matters not, uh, so that you can be edified with this message. This commentary will be the first of. Hopefully many verse-by-verse Bible studies in order to provide believers with another resource for the personal study of the Word of God. And we've got quite a bit of information to, to, to go through. Um, this, in essence, will really be a work in, in, in progress. Folks can incrementally join at any time. Um, but nonetheless, there will be some type of structure because the end game here is to go through the book uh, of Acts. Um this uh, particular study, uh, again, uh, may have uh, different, uh, different, uh, different depths, if you will, um, that might differ from, from your thought as far as how deep you think um, you might go if you were to do your own personal study. But again, the, the, the end game here is to get through the, the book of Acts so we have a very good understanding of its purpose. Um, who wrote it? Who is it to? And most importantly, its application in this wonderful age of grace. It is my hope and prayer that believers will be enlightened uh, and encouraged and edified as they learn about God's Word rightly divided uh, through this, uh, this book. Who wrote Acts and who is it to? The Bible tells us that it was written by Luke to Theophilus who further continues his gospel account of the person, work, and ministry of Jesus Christ in the very beginning, but immediately he'll transition into what should accurately be described as the fall of Israel. Many people think that the book of Acts um, is centered around the growth of the church, the beginning of the church. It's not necessarily true. Um, Certainly the startup of the church, ecclesia, as, as many of us may know, the, uh, the the word what the word church is called out once, um, but it really was uh, a transition period uh, 
um, originally kingdom saints who had been there uh, understanding and participating in the earthly ministry of uh, Jesus Christ. And then uh, over time, uh, there was a change in operation, a change in economy and how God would deal with mankind. And that's captured around Acts chapter 9 at the uh, introduction of a man called Saul who would become the Apostle Paul. And the importance and significance of that event is that God uh, began to change how he was dealing with mankind. And the reason why that's so important is in understanding when those changes occur because there are usually ground rules or requirements that go along with it that man has to understand in order to um, obey God, okay? And I'll give you a gross example, right? Um, we know that today when it rains that we don't have to be fearful for a world flood. Now, many people live in flood zones throughout the world, and um, in, their, in their area, sure, they have to be concerned. But I'm talking a worldwide catastrophic flood, right? So we know that God um, changed uh, uh, in, in, in time past and how he would deal with mankind. We know that every time it rains, we don't have to worry about a worldwide flood. So that's a gross example. Importance is that we understand how God is operating. What are the operating procedures, if you will, during his instruction in this age of grace? And how does it differ? Why is it important? Does it differ from the uh, economy or dispensing of the law. And we'll definitely look into that. So the book of Acts is interesting because it actually spans a period where God was dealing with the law and then he changed his dealing with mankind through the appearance of the risen, glorified Jesus Christ and special instructions that he revealed to Paul that, by the way, are now in force and have been in force over the last 2,000 years. So um, it's important to understand those distinctions and and, uh, and divisions, if you will. And I think, in, in, in my humble opinion, I think that's where all your denominationalism uh, started um, through the through the various uh, through the changes that occurred in people's uh, improper interpretation of those changes led to denominationalism. The World Book of Churches in the mid two thousands, I want to say, said something like there was over or very close to forty thousand different denominations. Friends, I don't think. That's what God had in mind, to have 40,000 different denominations that have such rigidity that uh, folks felt it important enough to break off and, and worship God in a different way. He wants unity. He uh, and, and we could read about that in the book of uh, Philippians. He doesn't want unity at the sacrifice of doctrine or compromise, but he wants unity in his worship. Uh, again, another topic uh, that we'll get into. Uh, typically, I like to go, um, and my plan is kind of back of the assumptions or, or objectives that I can include here is I'd like to go about 20 minutes. I think once you start going beyond that, uh, people start, uh, you know, losing, you know, the, you know, the mind the way it is, um, may, may start wandering a bit. And I don't know about you guys, but I, I, my, my, <laughs> my mind wanders. I got so much going on. And, um, but, uh, I'd like to keep it between 17 and 20 minutes to allow people to get a breather if they want to continue on a second study, certainly can do that. So we'll go maybe 20, 20 minutes at a time, something along those lines. So we know Luke wrote the book of Acts, um, and uh, we know that he basically continued his gospel account of the person, work, and ministry of Jesus Christ. And when you think about it, the very beginning, let me put something in your mind. Um, we as uh, Bible students, 
people who love the Bible, or, or even if you're new to the Bible, say you've never opened the Bible before, that's okay. I'm glad you're glad you're on listening, okay? Because this is for you too. It's for it's for everybody who has a desire to this this uh, resource, this study is for everybody that has a desire to learn the Word of God, right? And this is God wants men to learn the God. It's not for the pious or the theological or the doctor, you know, those that are doctored. It's for the average person. And it's there for us, and it's a living, breathing word. So you've come to the right place, and I hope I can meet your uh, your, your 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 needs and, and your anticip- and anticipate what um, you think you would like to have, you know, when when hearing a Bible study, right? Um. So we we have a pretty good idea on who the author is. I think uh, Scripture's clear on that. Luke identifies himself. When was the Book of Acts written? The events of Acts span probably uh, around uh, 33 AD. I think most uh, investigators of the Word of God um, would agree with that. The Acts themselves uh, span between 33 AD through around 62 AD, in or around, give or take a year. The book itself was penned by Luke around 62 AD, so he could um, still be an ally, a friend, a brother of Paul, and look back and discuss the events. The unique thing about Luke is the fact that he uh, had to be a very young man, a very young uh, either doctor in study or a very young doctor, and look back and see the change in economy and see that God had changed from the law to this wonderful dispensing of grace and be there along the way. Another interesting note is he, although a uh, author of one of the Gospels, was not a follower in the sense of being one of the 12. Right? Many people might think that since he had one of the Gospels, uh, the, the, the four Gospels, that he also was a direct follower of Jesus Christ, but um, uh, he was not. Um, while not being one of the 12, Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke and continued his account in Acts beginning at the ascension of Jesus Christ and concluding at Paul's statement concerning his distinctive ministry to the Gentiles, where, where Paul called out for Luke um, as Paul was finishing up his ministry uh, from um, uh, from Rome, uh, as he was in a as he was in a prison, he knew his ministry was winding down, and Paul called out for Luke, the beloved faithful doctor who could take care of Paul. Uh, so, what is this book about? Um, the conclusion of God's dispensing of law and soon shelving of this program to Israel. And a note to that, or an add-on to that, or a compliment to that statement would be Romans chapter 9 through Romans chapter 11. Right? We know God is certainly not finished with Israel, but Israel is on a shelf even to this day. Sure, you have Israel as a nation um, that we're uh, aware of. We hear about on the news that seems to be under attack in one way or another, or attacking or defending themselves. And and I don't want this to be a political discussion. You can have your own persuasion or feeling about Israel and, and our involvement and so forth and so on. But their country right now is about the size of the state of New Jersey. God had much more uh, planned from a landmass perspective that if, that if they have not occupied, it's simply out of disobedience. Um, and uh, frankly, as a nation, th- there is no embracing, if you will, of Christ as Messiah, as the very Son of God, as one that they could put their faith in and trust in to, uh, to acquire salvation. 
Uh, there, there's no proclamation or demonstration of that. So Israel as a nation is just like any other nation. Uh, one of the reasons why they've been put on the shelf. Uh, but God is not done with them. That's a fact. And uh, prophecy tells you that. Uh, eschatology or the, the events of the book of Revelation tell you that. And we may cover that from time to time, but that's not, um, certainly we are not going to get into future times or end times at all in this study uh, in a consistent way. We might touch on them, but it's not the purpose of this study. We might cover that later, you know, as we go through um, the Word of God. So um, we're getting close to the 20-minute mark now. Um, again, I thank you for joining this particular study. Uh, this is the introduction to the book of Acts, and we'll cover more of uh, this introduction uh, prior to us getting into the verse by verse. So again, thank you for joining grace and peace be unto you from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.